The Young Jerks are sponsored by UFCW 1445, a labor union representing cannabis employees in Massachusetts. Currently, UFCW is holding a union election at NETA New England Treatment Access in Brookline, as well as at Mayflower. If you are a cannabis employee worried about your health and safety and are not being heard at work, call the union at UFCW local 1445.org or call them at 1-800-439-1445. Welcome. We're live. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. We're kind of celebrating some news on the Cannabis Control Commission front, some things that we've been uh, hoping for for a long time, kind of coming to fruition, some things we didn't expect. But we're also a little bit uh, down, upset, angry. We have a special guest on the show. He, uh, Oh my God, I have the wrong uh, name on, on the show. It's so funny. I'm going to try to correct that on the fly. But uh, I'm running my own show and I, and I put the wrong name in there. So let's see if I can actually change on the fly. I think I can handle this. Yeah, I can definitely handle this. But we have a special guest who uh, some people saw on our show recently. We had uh, New England Treatment Access employees on the show. And just a few days after that, after that episode, he was let go, and uh, there were several. There were actually two Netta current employees on the show. Uh, there have been some other current Netta employees on the show talking about the union organizing, and I did not expect this, and I'm not sure that he expected this, but uh, he he got let go, and uh, they specifically mentioned in the in the dismissal letter. Uh, that he had appeared on an internet radio show, which is funny. So we're not really a radio show. We're a podcast and a live, uh, yeah, video show, I guess, is what you would call us right now. But that's good enough. I mean, they were they were referencing us. Uh, his name is Jonathan Martins, despite what it says on the screen right now. He's a New England Treatment Access employee, and he was let go after he was on the show last week, basically. Uh, Jonathan, what's up? What's going on? Not much. Just hanging out at home right now, relaxing. And your name's, you, you also go by Bambino. Yep. It's a family name. Um, a lot of good friends call me it now. It was, um, everybody calls me it in my family. Um, and Ramos is my mother's maiden name. So I just like to go by Bambino Ramos. Very good. But legally, You're Jonathan Martin. And right now you're 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 being shown as Isaiah Lopez, the store manager who I interviewed a few weeks ago. And I'm trying to figure out how to update. I'm uh, Mike Crawford flying solo. He thought he had it all figured out today, but uh, yeah, now I'm trying to figure out how to rename the rename you on the video. And, and Grant's not here to help me out, so I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> I'm looking around. I thought I knew how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Uh, but we'll Lopez figure it out. Kind of close to Ramos. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> we can laugh about it the whole show. But this is a serious thing. Uh, you know, yeah. beyond the laughter here, you were let go this week. What what day were you let go from doing the treatment access? Wednesday the 15th. And you were on the show, I think, what, Friday? Yeah, I think it was last Friday. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, so basically, like, three working days later, mm -hmm. they let you go. Did you expect that to happen? No, not at all. 
Yeah, I knew they'd I mean, be kind of. I figured they'd be kind of upset, but I didn't think they'd be that upset. Yeah, no, because you know a lot of people online are like, you know, he should have expected this, and I'm like, not really. I didn't expect it. You know, I've had a bunch of you guys on, you know, folks on from New England Treatment Access, and maybe the first show I kind of maybe was a little afraid of that would happen, but it didn't happen. They actually brought Rob back after he was on the show after he, you know, was on furlough. It seemed like they they were just firing people in general for union organizing even before they started coming on the show. So that's you know, why I was definitely concerned, but they hadn't directly, you know, seemed to three days later after someone came on the show, fired them until you, you were the the, the person. And I, I, I don't get why, I don't get why they picked you out. But um, I mean, you weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. How, how did they bring it up to you? They just tell you out of the blue, you're being fired today. Like, that's it? Oh, yeah. I was, middle of the day, 1 p.m. I'll be end at three. I'm just... My paperwork's pretty much set for the day. I'm just finishing up with my crew. Uh, I was helping them finish up a project. And then um, my coordinator comes over and she was just like, yeah, I'm told you have to go across the street. So I was like, okay. I went, changed, handed in my badge, walked across the street to the upper management offices and got sat down. And within 10 minutes was fired, handed my um, letter of termination, final paycheck and everything. And then I wasn't even allowed back in the building, wasn't told, been able to say goodbye to anybody. Um, they handed me all my belongings that were in my locker in a trash bag at the door and then told me I had to leave. Mm. And how, ha like, because I've talked to some of your employees, you know, the fellow employees that have, you know, were working with you at New England Treatment Access. And I've heard some of the things they've had to say about this. What did you hear from them? you know, after you were let go? Oh, I got, I just kept getting texts after texts of support saying that they didn't believe it. They didn't, weren't expecting it. And all my kitchen crew was just, everybody sent me some support and love. That's good. And how is it affecting you personally right now? Cause I mean, you weren't expecting to lose your job in the middle of a pandemic. No. How is and this going to affect you? Like, And I got to figure out how to reapply for, unemployment because I was already on it for furlough, but now it's a whole different process since I got fired and I've just got to figure out what I want to do next. Mm. And, and will you be able to apply for unemployment? Hopefully I'm trying. <laughs> I believe so, but you never know with them. I'm typing in your name. I think I figured it out, John. <laughs> And now you're not a thing, Martins. <laughs> I'm getting closer. It's funny because you can't really read the word. It's like the font that he has. I don't know how he set this up. So it's uh, really hard to change on the fly. I'm learning. But I think I got it done. Oh, my God. <laughs> got your name on there. John, did I spell it right now? Perfect. Yes. I awesome. can't see it. <laughs> Bambino. I should just put Bambino. That's, that's an easy <laughs> one to spell. Okay, so Jonathan, um, like, what? You, so you're not sure about unemployment. What? I mean, like rent right now. I'm sure you're you're struggling. Do you have a family or children? How old are you? I'm 30. I just turned 31. It was actually my birthday last week, right before they fired me. 
So they but no, no kids, no nothing. Just alone, struggling. Struggling uh, with my brother. And this union election is still ongoing. You are outside of New England Treatment Access, uh, I believe, yesterday, right? Yep. Well, how was that? How did that, what, what was the like feeling being there after you had been fired, standing outside the parking lot and uh, having some of the employees stand with you and some of the management walk by you, I imagine? Oh, yeah. Management didn't uh, even look at me, but all the employees seemed to give me a lot of support. There was a few naysayers, a couple of people, you know, left, but all mostly positive, mostly people outraged pretty much that I got silenced for just speaking out. I'm, I'm upset about this. I really am. This is like, uh, I don't know. It just, it's really, I didn't think you would be fired. Like I, I didn't think that they would be dumb enough to fire you. And, and I, you know, obviously I think that what they did is probably going to be ruled illegal by the national labor review board. Uh, for my understanding, UFCW 1445 is filing a complaint on your behalf. Is that correct? Am I, am I right on that? I believe so. Because, you know, this is basically, again, union busting. And I want to make sure everyone understands this that's not up to date on the story. Uh, New England Treatment Access had an election going on right now in the Brookline location where Jonathan didn't work, but there's a current labor action going on at Brookline. It's so obvious there's an election. There's a mail-in election happening. And in the location that uh, Jonathan works in Franklin, there's also labor activity. There's also... Uh, a movement going on, uh, members signing up. There is a union within the location that Jonathan's in, uh, and they're collecting more, you know, signatures from employees to to have more representation there. So there is a labor movement, a labor activity going on there. There's no contract yet. There's no agreement with New England Treatment Access and the union, but that's the next step. You can already see it happening. And NETA is trying to stop this. They've done everything that they can. Uh, they're being really shady, and now they've fired Jonathan over it, it seems, uh, because he came on the show, among other, other things. We don't know exactly why, um, and, and I think that's going to be determined in the National Labor Review Board case, I would guess, the complaint, that if it's filed. Uh, I'm sure that the attorneys and the, and the, you know, the judge there will, will figure out what actually happened and the reasons. Um, but I, I wanted just to talk to you and uh, see, like, can we help you? Like, number one, like, I, I feel like this community needs to step up and help you. Like, if, the, if it's money you need right now, if it's a job, if, you know, because I know there's a lot of uh, people that listen to this show who are in the cannabis community. Uh, some of them actually run dispensaries, own dispensaries. Um, I know some of my friends, you know, it's out in a little further out probably than maybe where you live right now. I'm not sure how far away is uh, like, uh, uh, do you know Canna Provisions Group? No, I'm not sure. I'm not too familiar. I just keep my head down. They just opened up in Holyoke. Uh, they're in Northampton and Lee Mass, I believe, is the three locations. They're both okay. maybe a little further Western Mass, but I'm, I'm sure that they might be interested in you if they have openings. Um, but I, I just hope that, you know, people do step up and support you and, and, especially at New England Treatment Access too, because you got fired standing up for, for your fellow employees. And it even shows that you were there like the next day, still fighting for the union. Oh, I was, I didn't even leave that day. 
I, I took a break for a couple hours and came back right after they fired me and started hand billing and letting everybody know what happened right on Wednesday. And how do you think it's going to go with Franklin? Because it seems like uh, from what the last interview that a certain portion of the jobs have already been unionized and it's just, you know, to be determined to have the contract and all that, but there's still a campaign going on for the rest of the jobs at Franklin. How, what's the feeling in that building right now? A lot of people from what I've talked to a lot, a lot of even people who are against the union are angry that I got fired in silence. So hopefully this sways a lot of people towards it. Um, there are people who were on the fence who I know personally signed the card that day after they talked to me. So hopefully this lights a fire under people's asses and sees that they really just are about themselves and that we need this, that they need, we need to come together. Can't let this happen to anybody else. Yeah. And I want to say too, like, uh, Oftentimes, like I, I've seen this in the past, that tr there's a, a nonprofit called Triangle that uh, I'm, I'm friends with one of the organizers who, you know, led the organizing fight at Triangle to get a union. And they're basically a small nonprofit. Um, they, they, you know, do great work, but they were totally underpaid, the, the people working in the office and, the, and the, just a general overall, all the workers there. And she got fired. Uh, three, of th I think three or four of them got fired. Uh, during the union organizing and when the union won she was one of the people that got hired back and now she's leading that union at triangle so i you know if you're on the fence right now and you're at new england treatment access and you want to help your friend jonathan bambino the best way is to support the union and vote for the union I, that's 100 percent, no doubt about it if let's ask you i want to ask you that too bambino do you think that there's a chance that you could come back because you know there is organizing going on right now do you would you want to go back to new england treatment access and get your job back if you could through the union right now yeah if they, if they were unionized and i had the chance to go back i, I would love to go back i've been uh, around this area my whole life i grew up in milford as a teenager so franklin is right in the backyard this is my area i, I would love to just be there and make it better and just continue to grow in, in that company We'll see what happens. I hope so. I mean, it would be nice to see them bring you back, you know, and, and under a union and the, the people need to vote for this union. I have no, there's no doubt about it. Well, so what's the, like, the last few days, even before you were fired at, after the show, say it was on Friday. I'm sure you went into work for a couple of days after that before you were you were let go. Yeah. What was the feeling in the building with any managers? Did you talk to any managers? What's the general feeling about? Uh, not since um, no the radio show. No, nobody specifically talked to me or reached out to me and knew that they. I knew. I assumed that people were watching and saw the podcast, but nobody specifically talked to me. Only workers reached out to me specifically and like like oh whoa we saw that that was awesome thank you or good luck be careful but nothing nothing from management or higher ups told me anything that they saw it if you had to do it again would you do the would you do the sh our show last friday and lose oh, your job you would of course and why just to bring awareness to the situation to show that we really need the union we need to band together because they just really don't want it and apparently afterwards, after I got fired, they had meetings throughout the day telling people 
that if they're soliciting on the property, they're going to lose their job too. And what what are the uh, the reasons again that you want a union? Like like specifically, I think a lot of people that listen for the first time, they're not aware of the conditions like I like you and I are. So, what are the issues that you see and that workers see, and why you want a union at New England Treatment Access in Franklin, Brookline, and Northampton? Better pay, better health care, better job security, better safety, training, um, listening to voices from the employees when we actually band together and complain about something and not just stifling them. Um, equal treatment to everybody, better raises. Just there's a lot that we need. I hope you get it. I really do. Um, this election right now is so important at New England Treatment Access. It really is. I don't think people quite get. This is a, a, a multi-state operator, parallel, that owns them. You know, it's funny for me because I've been covering this for a couple of years now. And New England Treatment Access started as a Massachusetts company. But since then, it's gotten bought by a much larger company. And they're huge in Florida. And myself, I've been noting how many uh, suits, that's what we call them, suits from Florida, have been viewing my LinkedIn over the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. from one company, Parallel. I can't even say it. How do you say that word? Parallel. <laughs> it's, a it's just, I don't know. I, I, David, they have a lot of employees. I mean, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of employees. They're a large company. This isn't just some small little dispensary. This is a one location. This is in Massachusetts, they employ hundreds. In Florida, it's thousands. And they're a multi-state operator. They're the largest operator basically in Massachusetts. They've had the most business as far as I can tell for quite a while since opening. So this is a place that should be treating their employees the best. Social justice is important in this movement. And they, they turn out, we've looked into it from everything I can see, they treat their employees the worst. So that needs to change. And I, I see some of the false, you know, false reasoning on why people think there should be a union. They talk about the high prices. The prices are already high. The prices aren't going higher because of a union. That is not happening. Sierra did not raise their prices higher than everyone else once they got a union. Their prices are still the same as Netta's without a union. So that doesn't change. The prices aren't changing if a union comes in. What changes is that employees get treated better, that health and safety concerns don't go by the wayside, that you don't have a mold outbreak for two, three years, and nothing gets done about it. Right, Bambino? Exactly. I'm, I'm tired. And people don't get fired like Jonathan. Jonathan should not have been fired. This is like, you should not have been fired. Like I, it's so, who they should be firing are the people like Matt and Amanda, Amanda Rosatano, Matt Lowther. Those people should be fired. And, and the people above them, the ownership should be fired. Like we should, they should the, the Massachusetts State Cannabis Control Commission, they should take away the license and give it to the workers. Like seriously, that's how bad it is at this point. And I know they can't come whacking down on them because there's so much money at stake. So give the business to the workers. That, I swear to God, that's what I want to see at this point. And that's what a union would be a lot closer to do than anything else. I mean, 
besides confiscating the, the assets and giving it to the workers directly, which I would love to see. I would support that in a second at this point. What about you, Jonathan? Am I, am I off the range on this? I'm, I'm kind of going ranting a little bit. Nah, I agree. Yeah, you agree. That'd be dope. Yeah, you bring it back to the workers, the people who are actually there every day, busting their ass, making the product, growing the product. They need to have more power, more say. And so you, uh, again, I want to mention, if anyone wants to help Jonathan right now, he's looking for a job. You'd love to still be in the cannabis industry? Of course. You work in the kitchen? Yep. Any other places you'd like to be in the cannabis industry? I really like being in the kitchen, but I'd love to do anything with, with marijuana. I'd love it. Everything to push the industry forward. Very good. I, I hope people are listening right now. I really do. Cause uh, you put everything on the line on this. You really did. I mean, and like you said, you do it again. I don't think a lot of people would. I mean, I, I think that uh, that's why they did this too. Like, uh, you know, this isn't, uh, I don't have any proof on this. I always want to make sure when I'm telling people whether it's facts or opinion, this is my opinion. But I think that they did this to scare everyone else. Like, this is their last ditch, ditch effort and they have nothing left. They're losing. They know they're losing. And their last ditch effort was to fire someone publicly and to scare everyone to say, you know what? Don't join the union. This is what happens. And I don't think it's going to work. What do you think? What do you think, Jonathan? No, I think it's going to backfire mentally. If anything, I just got way more support than anything. I feel like that. Well, I want to thank you for, for you know, spending your night with us, you know, for a few minutes and tell us about how you're feeling. Um, I mean, this is, are you, are you really like, because I'm almost thinking like, maybe the community should start like a Kickstarter or something for you, you know, cause I, I, is it like that? Are you, are you like not going to make rent this month? You know? No, I'm not hurting that badly. They, they gave me all my vacation pay and my, um, they paid me out right then and there. So I'm not, I'm not hurting too badly, but all right. a new job would be dope. <laughs> it will be okay. <laughs> and you let us know, like if you don't find the new job and you don't collect unemployment, you let us know. I mean, if we have to start like, I'll throw down some money just, you know, between you and me, like just to help you. Cause I feel personally like kind of responsible here. You came on our show and you got fired, you know? So it's like, and they mentioned it in the email to you, you know, upon. So, you know, I want to help you no matter what on this, you know, personally, and, and even beyond you just getting fired and you stood up for everyone, you came back, like you're the man. Thank you. Yeah. You need anything. You let me know. Honestly, and I feel like uh, uh, there's a lot of Neta employees that feel the same way. Yeah, you you've been feeling that. Definitely, yeah. A lot, a lot of people reached out to me. Good. Well, I do definitely want to thank you for your time today. Um, there's also something that happened this week that we're kind of excited about. I'm kind of celebrating. Maybe, maybe it'll make you feel better a little bit. I don't know, but uh, we've been. My, my friend, Michael Malta, uh, passed away in 2013 and he was a medical cannabis patient. They called him the King of Potty. He was like this character. Everyone loved him. He had a huge personality. He was my best friend and we did a lot of video and work together. He, he was the one that like really kept me going in this stuff. And, um, 
like our last campaign was about medical cannabis is the DPH after we passed the medical marijuana law the first thing they did was take away caregivers they basically made it a monopoly for dispensaries right away and we kept talking about the suits the suits are because we went to the DPH hearings and it would be a bunch of suits talking about health and safety they were, they were talking about safety, health and safety. It's funny now because now I'm talking about health and safety. But back then I was talking about like, you know, you're talking about all these rules and regulations and what's the cost for the patients when, when you're going to, you know, when, when they're talking about taking away the caregiver rights. And what they did, the DPH at that time, is they changed, they, when they came out with the regulations for caregivers, they said that you only could have one patient per caregiver, which basically made caregivers like not a thing you know, and impossible to find, you know, you'll be really lucky to find a caregiver when they only can serve one patient. How many stores are going to be open when they only can help one customer? That, that, that was the rule that they set up. So we've been asking for it and I basically gave up and KOP died, you know? So this was like our last thing that we we're asking for. And, you know, for a few years after that, I kept fighting for it and, and, at one point, there was actually a bill at the state house that the Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance was actually backing. And it was kind of at my request, my pushing. And it did get like almost a dozen sponsors, but it never went anywhere. It died. And then the MPA really gave up on it and seemed like they turned their back on that and really invested in just dispensary only, which was really the idea of the whole thing. Well, this yesterday, the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission announced that they're going to change what we asked for from the very beginning. They're changing the regulation and they're going to allow 10 patients per caregiver. Okay. Which, yeah. yeah. And it's not perfect. There's still issues with it. People will come up with reasons not to support it. But there's so much there that's better than what was there before. And it gives us a huge opportunity to create something that didn't exist before. And this is how Maine started. And that's why Maine's so good now is because you have thousands of licensed caregivers. They, they started with caregivers first. Now they have a few dispensaries opening. We started with dispensaries first and no caregivers. And that's a monopoly and that's corporate big cannabis. They love that. And they, that's mm -hmm. what they thought they were gonna reap these huge rewards in Massachusetts. But now they're finding out that maybe not because the people are caught on and a lot of the regulators have caught on and the politicians are starting to catch on. And this, this new regulation 10 to one could open it up for like everybody. Like, you know, it's not perfect. You can't, you know, you're not supposed to make money on it, but you can make your money back on the cost. So there is, you know, some opportunity there. And then also once it starts like anything else, once there's 500 caregivers in Massachusetts, that's a lobby. And every year they might ask, this needs to get changed. That needs to get changed. This needs to be made better. Next thing you know, you have a real medical cannabis program that offers opportunity. It offers a chance for people to get in the industry uh, and they could just stay as a caregiver for life or they could just use that as a place to experiment and create a brand and then bounce onto a bigger dispensary or, you know, it gives a much more, we talk about equity, opportunity, and we've been trying to fight for it in the big cannabis industry. It hasn't been working. This is really, I think an opportunity for everyone to get in the industry and at least help patients too, like really help patients legally. What do you think about that? The 10 to one. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. That sounds like 
definitely the thing we need to open it up to more people more options and opportunities like you say that's crazy yeah and i want to give a a, a big oh, yeah. thank you to uh grant smith for working on that i know he put a lot of work on that and uh as well as some other patient advocates that i probably don't even know you know i want to thank you all and i also want to thank the cannabis control commission but it's not done yet too i want to make sure that people i'm excited i'm really excited about it but this could be changed this is what they call a proposed regulation they just announced it yesterday uh basically the cannabis control commission is now going to take our public comments and our emails and they're going to decide whether to pass this and make it into an official regulation or to pass it and change it slightly so you know that the uh big cannabis guys are going to be sending their emails probably saying no don't do this <laughs> and if nope. you do this put these put these safety restrictions in to make it really costly so no one can get in the industry again i mean so we have to be there we have to send messages there's an email that you can send the cannabis control commission uh well i mean you can see it in grants messages on facebook but we will have that information as well we're going to be providing it if you're listening to us on podcasts i'll put that email right in the podcast description and i'll also leave the email on the facebook and the twitter feed if you're watching later as well because people need to email the cannabis control commission on that yeah 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 i want to thank you jonathan for being on the show tonight on the young jerks um i know this is probably a tough thing for you to talk about yeah <laughs> it's still really like not even fully hit me yet still processing it all honestly if you had a message like your message i guess if uh i'm sure that some of them are listening i know they are you know these suits in this big cannabis company new england treatment access parallel if they're listening whether in their franklin or they're in brookline or they're in northampton or they're in florida what would your advice to them be related to how they treat employees, how they treat the union? Just actually listen and open the dialogue. Let workers decide for themselves. Don't just fire people and not let anybody actually have a voice or ask questions. <laughs> you know, if the workers chose by themselves not to unionize and believe in the company enough, then that would that would have been it. But instead, they just want to silence everybody and push everybody towards unionizing. And why do you think they do that? Like what's in it for them? Why are they doing this? Probably just to keep the profits up at the top and not distribute it evenly down to the middle, down to the bottom rather. Quick, easy money. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to change. Everyone in the cannabis community knows it. This is our big stand, New England Treatment Access. I'm wondering, I'm gonna ask you, cause you, were, you, you did the standout outside of uh, your workplace after you were let go. Are you gonna continue to show up there? Are employees gonna continue to show up there? Uh, should we be telling our audience to show up there? Are there certain yeah, times, you know? Whenever um, I'm asked, I'm gonna be out there. Whenever the uh, UFC 140, one four four five is going to be out there. I'm going to be out there with them. They've been showing me nothing but love and support, so I'll probably be out there again. Sometime and do you think? Soon. Do you think they're going to probably do more of that? Yeah. You, do you get oh, that definitely. feeling? Yeah. Definitely. It's we. Just, it's just beginning. Awesome, and that's something the community can also help on too. They can start showing up uh, to Franklin 
and maybe Brookline. I don't know if they're going to do anything in Brookline, but looks like Franklin now. Because there's like a, a bring back Bambino, you know, which you're known as, mm-hmm. which your your family nickname. Bring back Bambino is like a, a kind of a catchphrase. And I, I think that there, there's some things going on there at uh, Franklin with the employees. They don't want to let you go. No. I didn't know. I didn't expect to be loved as much as I am. I'm getting all the support is freaking amazing. <laughs> so that's the blessing out of this. That is the blessing out of this. You know, you stood up. I, I gotta say, like I'm I'm proud of you right now, man. You just stood up. You're a young guy, you're a younger guy. I've been through some shit like in the corporate world. I, I left a job, a six-figure job, and then went bankrupt. And I came back, like I'm back on my feet. Like it took me 10 years, but I am so happy that I went through all that. You know, like sometimes the, the greatest struggles in, I talked about my friend tonight with you, KOP, Michael Malta. I was so many times I was going to give up and like, I literally thought about like, you know, when I say give up, we know what those words mean. Like, you know, not just spirit, like everything, you know, like you're so down because you're just like, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm not prepared to be, you know, I'm too old. I have a bad back. I cannot be doing this, you know, and I just didn't give up. And it was because my friend kept telling me, my friend kept calling me. And I think that's one of the powers that we have in this world is just to kind of give back. Like I always want to give back now if I can. And I'm telling you, I'm like proud of you. Like you, you, you stood up for your workers. You've been nothing but a great individual. You've been, you know, look, you're right now, you're smiling, you know? So you came back to support your workers. You're going to continue to support them. And if there's anything we can do to support you, I just want to be there for you through this because we didn't expect it. I know you didn't expect it. And it's just not right that they let you go like that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so, and that's the, the, the great thing out of this is that you get to feel like, you know, when I, when I stepped down from my job, no one, like the one I said where I had to take a stand, no one was happy. Like there was no people crying that I left. You know what I mean? It wasn't that kind of workplace. You, you have a workplace that people are upset that you left and you like, it's, I feel like a lot of times people have to die. Like my friend died. He, when he died, he didn't know how many, how many people loved him, how much people loved him. I knew it. I always used to tell him that and he didn't believe it. And I swear to God, when he died, it was like just the outpouring. And I, I even, I was kind of shocked at how strong it was. Like, I was like, wow, people really, really, really liked this guy, loved him. And, uh, you know, it's just, we always look back and it's like, does he, you know, cause we don't know about the afterlife. Does he actually get to see that? You know, does he really get mm-hmm. to, to see that outpouring and that love? Uh, I think he does. I hope he does. It makes me feel better to think that, but you get to actually have some of that in real life right now. And it was just over a job. You didn't have to die over it. <laughs> right. It's exactly, dude. So it's the blessing. You find out how many, you find out number one, how strong you are. And you find out people do love you, like you. So the blessing, the the Nana blessing, them being jerks and not the good kind of jerks, not like the young jerks. They're being the real, the jerks no one likes. I I wonder too, like, I wonder what Matt Lowther and Amanda Rosatano, I wonder like, how do they feel when they watch this crap? Do they even care at all? Like, is there a part of them that is like, 
human or are they just like f them i want my money and that's it like how do you how do you think that they they're probably listening right now and just taking notes to try to use against me yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah. Yeah. not even not even no feeling no nothing just trying to figure out how to twist whatever words i say just about money mm-hmm we're speaking about uh, some of the people that run New England Treatment Access in Massachusetts. All right, Jonathan, I, I really appreciate your time tonight. And I wanna thank you for everything you're doing. Keep us updated. You need anything from us, let us know. We're definitely here for you. And uh, you know, God bless you and everything that you're doing. And I hope that you, the New England Treatment Access wins this election in Brookline. And I hope that your location gets 100% unionized as well. And I hope the first thing they, they do with their union contract is bring you back. Oh, yeah. Thank you for everybody for the support. Thank you for the support. And good luck to everybody who's still there. Please just keep spreading awareness. Don't ask. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And keep signing those cards. Let's get this shit done with or without me. I'm still be rooting for you guys on the sidelines in front of the building sometimes too. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Bambino. Uh, Jonathan Martins, we got his name right on the screen, finally. I figured out how to do that. That was the first time for me correcting text on the screen. So I want to thank you for that as well. And uh, we're the Young Jerks. Uh, we have a special show, I believe, Monday, Monday afternoon. I'm not sure the exact time. Grant Smith is a special guest coming on Monday. Um, yeah. So we, we, we're going to have more shows. That's pretty much all we have announced right now. But expect much more from us. As you can tell, we're, we're busy and active and especially, you know, on the cannabis front and especially on the big cannabis front and especially NETA, New England Treatment Access, we're all over it. But if you're in another, if you work in a dispensary anywhere in Massachusetts and you're not being treated well, call UFC 1445. Call them. It's worth it. Make, make, let's make a better industry in Massachusetts for workers and consumers. All right, I'm Mike Crawford. We will see you soon. I want to thank Jonathan Martins again for, for uh, taking the time. I want to thank our listeners for call, uh, for watching and supporting us. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. I got to go smoke. I'll see you later. You. Yeah, we both do, right? Mm -hmm. Peace. The Young Jerks are sponsored by UFCW 1445, a labor union representing cannabis employees in Massachusetts. Currently, UFCW is holding a union election at NETA New England Treatment Access in Brookline, as well as at Mayflower. If you are a cannabis employee worried about your health and safety and are not being heard at work, call the union at UFCW local 1445.org or call them at 1-800-439-1445.